Are you ready to prioritize your health? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Seasonal Sisters podcast. I'm Janice Saunders, certified life coach and founder of the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective. This show is for you if you're a woman of color and feel you could be healthier. We will talk about how to maximize the health of your body, communicate what matters most, and connect more deeply with ourselves and others, and have more energy to continue building the career and life you desire, reaching your life and health goals by working smarter, not harder, is possible. Your journey to better health starts right here. Welcome back to the Seasonal Sisters podcast. I'm Janice Saunders, creator of the Seasonal Sisters community. And today on the podcast, I am welcoming my sister, Uniqua Simmons, who is an entrepreneur. She is a creative and she is a wellness practitioner. I have known Uniqua for upwards of almost 30 years and If any of you know me, you know that my dance class at the YMCA on the west side of Manhattan has been sacred to me for many decades. And Uniqua is the instructor. And I am so happy to have her on the podcast today to share with us a little bit about her health journey. Uniqua, welcome to the Seasonal Sisters podcast. (laughs) Peaceful wellness, Janice. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me on this platform. So give us a little bit about your health journey, Uniqua. Well, there's a lot on there to be impacted, but my health journey started with my sobriety. Sobriety being clean from drugs and alcohol. And that's where just the health journey, a lot of the health journeys really started. My mom had just passed from ovarian cancer. And at that time, I was addicted to drugs. I was young. I was in my 20s. And things just started happening after that. I made a decision with the help of my dad to get clean and sober. I went into a drug rehab. That whole transition was a wonderful three years of getting clean. and But not just getting clean, but just my life starting, my life starting over, my mind and my body healing. I love it. One of my favorite songs when I was there, when I was in there, I used to sing every morning was I Can See Clearly Now by Johnny Nash. And that those are one of the things that just really got me through. If you know the lyrics to that, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see obstacles in my way. way. Yes. All those dark clouds have passed me by. Bye. Going yes. to be a bright, right. sunshiny, sunshiny day. day. Let me tell you, girl, you know I love me some music. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I could go on and on. I just appreciate your vulnerability, Uniqua, in sharing that you had a substance abuse disorder. Yes. And yes. there are many women who are affected by substance abuse disorder. They could, it could be themselves. It could be a close family member. And we don't talk about substance abuse disorder. You know, it's never something that people lead with. It is something that people don't know about people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I find it that it's more common than we like to think it is. We all know someone 
who has been affected by drugs and alcohol. And I'm so glad that your story began with getting help. Yes. And it is not over because you're giving so much to the world with your creativity. Tell us a little bit about how your health journey began to really light up your life. Because you yeah. are a light, Uniqua. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I receive the light and give it back. And you know, and also just knowing so much can happen when your mind and your body is clear. And that's exactly what happened with me. Just what sobriety means, not just being clean, but what comes after that, what I got interested in doing. So I actually had an interest in being in the theater. Once, you know, I had graduated from the program. My craft and my skill was actually an apprentice optician, but I decided to go back with the arts, you know, creating art and making jewelry. But I also had an interest in the theater. And when I was in the theater, I started choreographing. But then with using dance, I said, you know what? I'd like to use dance as a form of exercise. And I, you know, see, this is something that I saw my mother do a lot of. She exercised a lot. She had a lot of challenges and struggles, but that's the one thing that I saw from my mom that I can say I got from her and teaching. And so I wanted to get certified because that's one of the stepping stones that I wanted to do going into the health clubs. Believe it or not, I started at, wow, Lucille Roberts. <laughs> I started at Lucille Roberts doing this. Mm -hmm. And from there, I wanted to go into the other gyms and other health places. So I sought out to become a certified fitness, group fitness practitioner to learn about the body, the muscles, because I wanted to take dance and use it as an alternative to the regular aerobics bouncing up and down, something that was fun, something that was creative that I can give from myself to help others. And basically had in mind more women, you know, just teaching women. And that's how that journey started with that, with, with the health and teaching, well, getting certified. Well, what <laughs> I know is that everyone in your dance class has used that dance class to help them move through many highs and lows in their life. And what I recently learned about dance is that when movement is done together in a synchronized way, it has a health benefit it does. when it does. it's done in a group. Mm -hmm. This data I learned from listening to the Greater Good Science the Greater Good Podcast, I believe that's what it's called, but it's out of the University of California at Berkeley. And they gave some scientific data that showed this. Absolutely. And what it said to me was clear because I knew this. In your dance class, I went through so many things. This 30-year journey that I've been in this dance class highs and lows. And each time I showed up, I felt better. No matter what was going on, I felt better. And that data just reinforced 
what I knew to be true about movement with people with in a community. I you're right. This is this there is data that shows this. No wonder we all keep showing up. No one to create a platform there through the dance. It was, it's it's called Afia Afro Jazz. So I had specific goals in mind when I wanted to do something alternative, just to just bouncing up and down and around. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was called back in was nineteen ninety five. I think I started at the Y. It was called Afro Jazz. Mm-hmm. But during those years up to now, I was thinking of the health and the mental benefits of using specific dance, what type of uh, moves we can use, and the storytelling that we would tell. And, you know, when we go across the floor, there was that movement and the community. So the storytelling and using the mental and health benefits of movement, Afia in Swahili means health, strength, vigor, and a sense of well-being. And it took me years after this because another name that I'm feeling and want to put with that. So that actually comes out through what we do in the movement. And like you said, in the class, in the social benefits, it's the social benefits you get moving together with others, keeps the brain active, reduces the stress. Believe it or not, me teaching this class or giving, it helped me also. As I went through different challenges and things with my health and my life yep. in order for me, me to give and to get back and just, it's a community. We built a community. So wherever I go and share, it's, it's about building communities and bridging gaps together and diversity. We always speak about diversity and using different names with different moves. I'm, I'm in the storytelling mood while we're helping our minds and body to heal, to strengthen. We tone our bodies in that class. It's a lot that we put in to help our health and pass it on to others. That's my goal. That has been my goal. And I think that I know that you have achieved your goal. And what I do know as well is that I have seen and heard with many women that I have interviewed on the Seasonal Sisters podcast that it is so much more to health than, you know, how much you exercise and what you eat. There is the the benefit of community. There is the benefit of living in your actual values. That is, these are seasonal sisters tenants. And tell me a little bit about, you know, your career and how feeling healthy, you know, how that has elevated what you do every day. Because I think you touched on it a little bit with the exchange of what happens Um, in the class, but how else has being healthy and feeling healthy lifted you, your life and career? Yeah, this has become, I look lately at just not, it being, a I say a practice, but I have to use that word practice because it's something that's conscious in my mind. Like someone asked me one day, I'm going to get to answer that question. Wow, you just come in and you're just bubbly and bubbly. I said, you think I'll wake up like that? No. There are many times I have to talk myself using the positive affirmations. Just like when we start the class, I, I truly believe in 
starting a class and helping every and encouraging everyone and helping them to engage in releasing the t- releasing whatever it is that they don't need and bringing in what they need to start this class and get what they need. But my own, I didn't want to say prescription, my own remedy, my own affirmations have helped me elevate just the positive thoughts. And I call this, and this is uh, something that I'm working on in book, release your stinking thinking into the positive. And that's being active into the thoughts that come into my mind, the negative thoughts, changing it into the positive Mm. has elevated my health in order to help myself to help others. Through my career of teaching, fitness, wellness, and actually I'm also a teaching visual artist, that has elevated me to different platforms and helping others, sharing my work, teaching dances, dances of healing and peace, you know, larger platform, being able to share, um, I would say, it's prob- problem solving, because it's also actually improving your problem solving in life. For instance, if someone to say, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? you're doing a movement, you're doing a class and you find out, oh, I'm doing lunges in a certain way, but you know what? That's not working for me. She's modified it. Like I've mod- I'm showing them how to modify it in a different way. That's teaching and enabling yourself to problem solve and to help yourself. Getting these jewels, and I call them jewels and tools of learning how to help yourself. But each and every day, my practice and my work is elevated through learning more. And there's a lot of surprises I find with myself. You know what? This is not working. I need to do it this way. Maybe share it this way. I just feel so blessed with the talents and the work that God has given me for myself and to help others. It it truly is a blessing. It it truly is a blessing. It, it definitely is a blessing. and. You know, the, the the fact that you can remember back and know that you got a chance to rebuild and you've rebuilt and you're there for yourself, you're able to share with others. I mean, this exchange is one, you know, we're moving out of Libra, you know, where there's that balance <laughs> Yeah, exchange of doing good for yourself and good for your others and good for the world into the season of Scorpio, which is death and transformation and soaring, which is what I see in you. You know, a part of you has had to go transformation has had to go to bed Mm -hmm. so that other parts of you could rise and transform and soar. I mean, Scorpio is about, you know, the transformation, the phoenix rising from the ashes and all of that. And quite frankly, I mean, it's (laughs) so apropos of our conversation today. And what it also makes me think of is routines and rituals. Yes. And you have routines and rituals. I I have routines and rituals. And these are things that we call on. We call on them to keep us healthy. And that's what the Seasonal Sisters world is about. It's about experimenting with new tools. Like you were sharing, there's tools out here that folks can use to be healthier, 
Maybe one thing worked for you years ago. Maybe it's not working anymore. Absolutely. Maybe you have never tried a move or a position or whatever it is in one way. Now it's time to experiment with something That's new right. something in this different. season of your life and give yourself time to experiment with it. Maybe for a season, the season of fall, uh-huh. or the season of winter, give yourself time. Don't just start and then stop. You know, one day doesn't make it. You know what I mean? And You're absolutely right. Even with my work, it wasn't one day. It's no. trying, you know, different ways of teaching and sharing. And one of the ways is teaching, putting in the dance. And I call this wellness. The wellness is your healing your mind, your body, your spirit, your environment. And one of the things that I talk about in opening is the seven senses. In the classes that I share, your sight, your smell, your hearing, I hope I get all the seven, your touch, balance, vestibula, proprioception, your environment, all of that, believe it or not, is included in, it's our daily life. It's our daily life, using the senses, but being more aware of it and how we use it in our wellness and our health. Absolutely. Beautiful and amazing. Yeah, it it is. And there are many meditations that Mm -hmm. use the senses. And I find movement to be very meditative for me. And in that I can just move my arm. I feel each movement. Mm -hmm. I hear the music. I move it to the beat. It's very meditative to me. And people meditate in different ways. And I would encourage our listeners, seasonal sisters out there, Mm -hmm. to investigate meditation and movement and possibly a dance class and possibly a Afro jazz dance class. And if you're in New York City (laughs) (laughs) and if you're in New York City and you want to go to the Afia dance class at the 63rd Street YMCA, (laughs) please send me a message and I will be happy to bring you as a guest. Because I have space. I have many guest passes. Yes. So I love faith, non-judgmental. Yes. I love it. We all skill levels are welcome. Yes, it is. It's an open level class. All and we've had I we've had all abilities come in there. Absolutely. I, all I, ability. I feel at one point there were some Alvin Ailey dancers coming in there. <laughs> you know. But I just feel that your light comes through in teaching and sharing. And I think this will be a great time to bring in my favorite segment, which is the mindful moment. This is where I share one fact and Unique and I are going to come up with some tips mm-hmm. and then we are going to make a recipe for healthy living. And today's fact is that substance abuse disorder is a relevant piece of information. And 6.9% of African-Americans suffer from substance abuse disorder. And that is lower than the general population. The general population suffers from substance abuse disorder, 7.4%. What this says is that, hey, there's probably someone that you know who suffers from substance abuse disorder 
or you may have suffered from substance abuse disorder or may be suffering from a substance abuse disorder as we speak. And Uniqua and I are going to share a couple of tips for you as you build a healthy life. But I want to put this out there first, is that if you suspect a substance abuse disorder, please, by all means, contact your healthcare professional. And in the links, there will be links to different professional organizations where you can go to for help with a substance abuse disorder. With that being said, Uniqua, give me some <laughs> tips on where we can start with our healthy, with our recipe for healthy living. Well, we can start in a lot of ways, you know, in reference to substance abuse, being aware that you have a problem. And sometimes you may not be aware of that, but starting somewhere to get help to change your life, making that phone call, even talking to someone that you trust, having in mind that you want a better life. There's a better life. There's a better way. Um, opening the door for yourself to heal. And that is reaching out and getting help. It's not just a physical, it's the mental, getting the mind together, because we don't know people's journeys of why and how and how they got there. I mean, like for me, I started with just fun, <laughs> just fun and went into an addiction. And a lot of it is getting the information and from and being sick and tired of being sick and tired. A lot of yes. us take it to that before we seek to get help. And hopefully it doesn't come to that. But the tips are starting on that journey to heal and finding out more about yourself and I, on your own journey. Yes. I hear you. I definitely hear you with that. And what I'm distilling down, Uniqua, is pay attention to yourself. Yes. You Being get, kind. If you get an inkling that something may not be right, you know, in the way you're feeling, take action. Yeah. For me, I have always been afraid of substances. I had knee surgery and I got a Percocet post my knee surgery and just was like, wow, this thing is, this is crazy. Powerful. I, I, I lost hours. Mm -hmm. But then fast forward to 20, I would say maybe 2012 or 2011, could have been even 20. It, it was a long time, maybe 2011, 2012. I needed to have surgery. I got scared of opioid addiction and put the surgery off until 2023, not 2023, 2019, and finally got the surgery. And I, I was so ill by the time I had that surgery. It was crazy, but I was completely afraid of opioid addiction. And I, and people were like, what? You know, like they had never, like they had heard of opioid addiction, but they were wondering they like, just how, out. Yeah. how a person, what they felt like of my stature could mm -hmm. be afraid of opioid addiction. But that seemed very easy to me because right. Right. in my line of work, I mean, I have seen people uh, lose the battle, you know, with opioid addiction and, and I was afraid. So I want people to just pay attention to yourself and Know where your boundaries are. Right. 
know where, know where you are, if you can, and take cues from folks. If people are asking you a question, you know, if you feel safe, answer, answer accordingly. Answer You're truth. right. You're right. Speaking in truth. Yep. Definitely. Going back to, to, to my journey, once the drug and alcohol is gone, because it's the drug and alcohol is what I went to for specific things about me. Once the drug and alcohol is gone, there's the real you right there. The reasons why I chose to do the drugs and the alcohol and what it was masking, what I was running from. And once all of that was done, then the work on who I am and what I needed to be and what I needed to heal from came for. <laughs> a lot Definitely. of healing, still healing. It's a work. We're works in progress and we're Absolutely. all healing. We're all healing. I love that. So if we put a recipe together, you know, because I always like to break out, well, mm -hmm. for this recipe, I'm not going to pull out the Dutch oven. I'm going to pull out <laughs> my skillet and I'm going to put a little olive oil in there yes. and we throw some stuff in so it can sizzle on people's minds, you know, so that if we can braid, you know, like just sizzle it fragrant up. Fragrant seasoning, some Fragrant. Let's put some fragrant seasonings. What are you going to start with? Should I put a little olive oil in there? Because olive oil mm -hmm. just, you know, it's, it's supposed to be the good fat, right? You know, it's supposed yeah. to be the good fat. So what would you throw in there with the olive oil? I would throw, I would use avocado. But I like avo avocado, I see as a whole food. Well, as a whole me, food. I guess for me, I'm Yo, putting kindness in there. I'm putting oh, okay, so now we're doing the metaphor, yes. We're doing kindness. metaphors now. That's okay. Let's put I'm some put patience. patience. Kindness. Kindness. Let's put some patience with that olive oil and avocado. And, <laughs> and what patience. I love about the avocado is the patience. avocado can help us to spread it all over our lives. Yes. yes. Spread it yeah. all over our lives. Because, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with putting a little avocado in there. We, it can spread <laughs> all over our lives. Because kindness, to me, means being kind to oneself. Using kind words, sometimes we come up, oh, I'm so, let's be real. Oh, I'm so stupid. I can't. I have a thing now. I say, no, I'm not stupid. I made a mistake. I'm going to do it over. And that's just how, but this is just, I have to work and practice to that. Saying kind words to yourself, using kind. Yeah. You mentioned thought loops that you might get in and yeah. kindness, remembering to be, to share with ourselves that loving kindness. And many people know I am a loving kindness practitioner. I quote Sharon Salzberg on a regular because her loving kindness meditation has brought me through. So there'll be a link to that loving kindness meditation in the show notes as well. But what we've got in there is kindness and patience, kindness, patience. With the patience comes time. Absolutely. Because it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Nothing happens overnight. You know, many people come That's to the, the journey, right? Watching the journey, the process, seeing the process of the journey, using those seven senses through the journey. <laughs> Absolutely. So we've got kindness and patience. patience. And I, I would, I would also recommend that people experiment mm -hmm. with new routines. Maybe you might walk to work a different way. Or maybe you might park a little bit farther away from the entrance to the superstore mm -hmm. just to get a different view of what's going on. 
because a, a change in view helps us to change our view. Yes, different perspectives. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. definitely. So we've got kindness, we've got patience, patience, new routines. I would think maybe involving others too. Oh, definitely involving others. You don't have to do it alone. Yes. Oh no, involving others. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. others, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a conversation with you if it didn't include some spirulina. You know what I mean. (laughs) Any of you may not know Uniqua, but she lives and swears by the the vibrancy that Spirulina has brought to her life. And if you could see her, you would know that her skin is just absolutely beautiful. And I have the feeling that it has to do with something with that Spirulina. Well, it has a lot to do with water, hydration. Yeah. And I think a lot of changing my mental thoughts and just the and oils oils on my skin and what I take in, <laughs> starting into some spoken word here, the oils in my skin and what I take in, healing. I'm glad you shared that because hydration is hydration. one of those things that many of us just are not well hydrated. I mean, the dry season for me is next month. If I don't super hydrate and super oil my skin, I could carve my name in my skin by November 5th. But even the effects of of being dehydrated, you know, your mental fogging, you know, your Mm -hmm. mind is fog, you're sluggish. There's a lot of things that go with that. So being hydrated is essential. Yes. So we have that in that recipe. I sure (laughs) did. I threw some getting hydrated in there and having a buddy. You don't have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. I also heard you say mindset. and. Many times mindset is just one of those words we just throw around, but mm. it, it is something that is so important because when you don't have a mindset that is, gives you another chance, that Being gives people. you the out, mm-hmm. you can end up ending before you really even get started. So what can you share about mindset, Uniqua? For me, a lot of my mindset, mind, the, the, the key word there is mind, being mindful, being aware. Even if the smallest steps, being mindful, making the plan, taking a step, to goals. I like to say goal setting. A mm. lot of that, my mindset is goal setting, strategies, being strategic. Even if it, if you take one, one goal and stick with that. If that goal is to maybe make a list of the things that you need to do in your day, if you need to start your day to keep you on track. One thing, goals, being strategic, organization. And those are the things that are, those are my challenges along with my successes. (laughs) No, I hear you. You walked right into... The Seasonal Sisters, we are mindful, prepared, and consistent with adding healthy habits. That is what my goal is with women that join the Seasonal Healthy Habits Collective. And when it comes to being mindful and aware those are the very beginnings. And one way to do that, to be so successful, in there. Mm-hmm. is to 
is to start small. Many times we try to have, you know, 45 different things that we're going to do to be healthy when if we just had one, we started with one and did that consistently, who knows what we'd be able to accomplish, right? We'd be able to add on another one, maybe in a season or two, add on another in a season or two. You are a seasoned, healthy person. Decades of seasonal living and decades of healthy living under the belt. Mm-hmm. It's not that this is not unattainable, but it's going to take you some time to be able to be mindful, aware of what's going on, how Absolutely. you react in it in a positive way. Absolutely. So we have our fact. And that, oh, discipline, throwing that, the discipline. Oh, you had to put discipline. Sometimes we hear that word discipline and sometimes that fear comes across. But discipline is just that, finding your balance, mm-hmm. discipline and balance, finding your balance. And for me, balance isn't 50-50. My balance sometimes is 60-40, 70-30, 20-80, whatever it is. We all have different lives, moms, like, like I'm a mom. We have different lives with caregivers, where wives, aunties, titis. There's so many things in our lives. Absolutely. And I had it, I had it explained best to me this summer. One of my friends said to me, she said, there is no such thing in my mind as work-life balance. It is a rhythm. Sometimes I'm giving more in the family. Sometimes I'm giving more at work. Sometimes I'm giving more to the parent. Sometimes I'm giving more here or there. Each time everything is giving done, getting done, but there's more emphasis in a different area. And it's a rhythm that is created in that. I, I just thought that was great. So I'm going to recap our recipe, <laughs> healthy living. Uh-huh. The recipe includes in our olive oil. We are sautéing, being hydrated, making sure you have someone that you're working with, putting kindness and patience and new routines and being aware of your mindset. And we're, you know, we have our, you know, we have our spatula and we're sautéing that up and then it gets nice and soft and we add a little discipline in there. Mm-hmm. Because discipline helps us to stay on track yes. and keep our goals in vision. And then we'll take that and we'll put some avocado on it so that we can spread <clears throat> it all <laughs> over our lives. And we can spread that with people yes. that we meet so that everyone who comes in contact with us is healthier. So I want to thank you, Uniqua. Now tell us a little bit more about what you've got going on today. We know that you're a dance instructor, but what else are you doing? Yeah, so I'm also an artist uh, and a teaching artist. I have a closing exhibit coming up at Tion uh, Cafe November 17th. So you can put that information down and everyone come on down, have some great uh, food and uh, experience some art and storytelling there. I continue to create and develop different classes uh, for wellness and healing through fitness and the art. So there's a lot of combinations, classes, and workshops that are going on. 
all ages, all beings. Well, we I, are... I like to think each one teach one to reach one through arts, education, Fia Afro Jazz, and my art madness. <laughs> I love it. Because all the notes will be in the show notes, all the ways to reach out to Uniqua. Yes. Because Uniqua is also designs jewelry. Yes. And, yeah. and offer all those classes too for healing. Yes. Yep. There's some complimentary ones for women too. Yes. Yes. Me so too. you'll get the opportunity to see all of the things that she is working on and in the show notes. Uniqua, I, I am glad that you came on the podcast and I want you to share. I give all of my guests the last word on what is one thing to motivate listeners of the Seasonal Sisters podcast to be a little healthier that you could share. Yes. Learn yourself, stay in your truth and take it one moment at a time. Thank you so much, Uniqua, for your words, your wisdom, and for sharing with us on the Seasonal Sisters podcast. To all of my Seasonal Sisters out there, I want to thank you for listening. And if something here that you've heard has touched you, please rate and review and share the podcast with a friend. And I will see you back here next week. For the Seasonal Sisters podcast, I'm Janice Saunders, and thank you for listening. That's it for this week's episode of the Seasonal Sisters podcast. If something made you think of your sister, aunt, niece, or friend, please share this episode. For more information on seasonal coaching programs, follow me on Instagram at The Real Janice Saunders. And follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode. I'm Janice Saunders, wishing you a sweet week filled with nourishing things to keep you happy and healthy. See you next week.